Are there parts of motherhood that did not come naturally? Do you feel overwhelmed? Are there secrets you wish you knew in advance about the motherhood journey? Could you use a place to cope with motherhood, laugh your woes away, and lighten the mommy guilt? Welcome to Toward, finding a mom-life balance. Welcome back to Torn, finding a mom-life balance. Here's our season, Beyond the Fear, and today we're going to discuss some of the what-if scenarios that scare us. But before we hop into that, Memes, how are you doing? Hey, I'm happy to be back with another episode. Looking forward to really sharing some vulnerability with the Torn tribe and look forward to hearing back from them. Back to school for summer school, which all of everything in my nature goes against even having to be present for summer school because my whole message all year round is I don't believe in it. Don't make it happen. Don't be here. (laughs) I'm like, you couldn't live in my house and have summer school. I'm like, the parents were like on the line for registration and doing like, nope, my mom, my mom would have been beating the heck out of me at home, would not have been standing on a line being embarrassed that I had summer school, not wasting her time. Because those parents are like frustrated. Oh, I double parked. Is this going to be quick? How long? And I'm like, you need to handle that at home. You're here because your child does not understand that this doesn't happen. And I'm not talking about enrichment. I'm not talking about doing summer programs, being involved, being a volunteer. I'm talking about 180 days misspent in a school year and that you're making up during summertime and infringing on your parents' free time and flexibility in a nice season, all of that, unacceptable, just unacceptable. So back at work. (laughs) With a smile on my face, telling parents where they got to go, where they get schedules. But it is against, like, at the core of me, it is against what I believe in. That's hilarious. (laughs) When I told my mother-in-law that you were back at work for summer school, one of my kids said, yeah, because nobody can pass anything anymore. And (laughs) my mother-in-law is like, they did not fail. Nobody fails. They just need more attention. (laughs) She can say that with a smile on her face because she is in retirement. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so there's no reason why my first day back had to be like a shock to my system eight to five awaiting registration of 514 students that is not okay <laughs> that is a big no-no um yeah. yeah i don't even know like i got an email today from our head of school just welcome us <laughs> welcoming us back to the 2022-2023 school year august 1st okay down south and i just wanted to cry i'm like wait page. a minute welcome back did we ever leave like i don't feel like i stopped reading emails about school and i'm just gonna tell the educational system like no i'm not ready (laughs) i'm not ready it feels shorter and shorter every year feels like the time goes so quickly last year my issue was maybe i went on the official vacation too early in the summer and i needed to wait till later this one was like a couple weeks in and needed it's never enough i went on too and i'm still mad (laughs) 
No, I can't. I'm like, I don't want to do fifth grade. I don't want to do pre-K <laughs> and second grade and junior year of college. No. <laughs> I don't want to pay yeah, tuition. So, so Torn <laughs> Tribe, while it probably sounds like what we're really afraid of is this <laughs> impending school year. <laughs> That's promise. not a what if. It's going <laughs> to happen. That's not the what ifs we're talking about. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to keep it together, Torn Tribe. How's Athena doing? Not okay. Trying to be okay, not being okay. Uh, just too much going on. But we'll jump into the fears that keep me up at night of these what-if scenarios. I think this is a good one, being that we we're post-pandemic mode, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people went through hard times during the pandemic. And we all saw it from like an employment view, how your job could be deemed unessential or could be deemed okay. essential, right? Mm -hmm. But it kind of left those all in this kind of, what if I do face unemployment and financial instability? Like, how do I prep my family for that? And I think... It's the unexpectedness. Um, again, I think in an earlier episode, I was sharing that a big impact of the pandemic was our sense of control. And while we continue to say the things, you know, the quotes that tell us we're not in control and that our faith tells us, you know, we're not the ones in the driver's seat. Um, it is this, have we saved for a rainy day? Have we saved enough? Is it six months of your expenses? Is it the priorities, are you filling the buckets where your expenses are in a manageable rate? And I live in New York, so our expenses are never in a percentage that any financial advisor tells you to keep it within. It's impossible to live here and have it within that bucket. Um, and so as circumstances unfold and you're trying to um, plan and set aside plan for the expected and kind of long-term and education and desires and growth and exposure and trips and uh, homes and establish for your family. What, what are those fears that creep in that something unexpectedly could happen, right? Uh, with, in education, I would, no one would have told me that that was going to be a stable place during the pandemic despite that depending on where you taught and what that looked like it could become you have a job but then what's unstable is you your mental health the the hours that you're working uh what it looked like to be successful having that career really shifted um so how do you balance those things to keep the financial stability and how do you help your family deal with the unexpected. And I think sometimes it's naming it and communicating about it because everyone can approach it from a different perspective. I know Omar being in the medical field was just frontline seeing how difficult. And so when my organization was like very gracious and it just seemed unrealistic to him, it's like, um, we're here dealing front lines, tons of people. We couldn't take, you know, Omar couldn't take everything 100% virtual. And my school did. And Sophie, who was home with us, um, was with, you know, full-time uh, remote. 
Justin did 50% of the year at home waiting to go to campus and then went to campus. But pretty much we had a lot of flexibility while his career didn't have flexibility. Yeah, I would say the what if um, financial scenario of unemployment hit me before I became a parent. It was kind of one of the questions that I had in the journey to becoming a parent because I already knew that the journey we were going to go on was adoption. And so financial stability is a huge one and it's expensive to, to front, uh, to put up front all the money needed to adopt. So for me and Steve, we had the opportunity to save and we ended up, it, you know, my husband's a financial consultant. So his frame of reference on understanding how much it costs for us to live the lifestyle that we want, plus adding another person into that equation. He was able to like figure out how much we actually needed to save in order to be okay for at least six months up to a year had we lost our jobs. Um, I think adoption helped us become more financially prepared for family than we would have done on our own because all the home studies that we had to complete, all the paperwork that we had to complete was asking us what our game plan was um, to make sure that the child was going into a financially stable environment. Um, so I would say if you're thinking about parenting and you haven't become a parent yet, and even if you're early on in your partnership with your spouse or your lifetime partner, consider that. Consider what are the things that you need to sacrifice in order to save up six months to a year of your lifestyle. If you're in the throes of it, it's not too late. Um, it just takes sacrifice as a unit you know, everyone in the family agreeing to forego some things in order to create that cushion. Um, so I would say if you have the opportunity to do that and you're becoming more and more self-aware that that is a great way to plan and kind of put to bed that fear um, to go ahead and do it and not delay because it definitely helped me feel more comfortable knowing that I had that when I decided, and to me, it was kind of unexpected. Maybe other people thought, saw me going in that trajectory. But when I decided after adopting my oldest and my second son was going to turn one to resign from my job and become a stay-at-home mom, we didn't get hit right away financially because we had um, – set that financial boundary and that financial cushion. Um, but to me, that was like an unexpected mental health checkout <laughs> for like three years. Maybe other people saw it coming, but I did not. I thought I was going to continue on in my career and keep doing the crazy life I was living. Um, but I think it also speaks to your values um, when you're making those sacrifices and you're prioritizing because I definitely don't have it down, can't say that it's six months to a year set aside and that that's the fear. Like, I think that's what, you know, there were some, some of our other topics were the reasons that like brought this to, to surface for this episode. But this one in particular, it's, 
what do you want to do in your day to day? What is it your partner values you value? What do you want to teach your children about that stability? Um, Justin has his first job this summer. We're having those conversations and being really vulnerable. It's like when I talk to my students, I'm very honest. I'm not telling you the jars system and save 10% because I've done it perfectly and I can preach to you. I'm, do I'm doing it as a cautionary. I'm a cautionary tale that I didn't do it when I was your age, didn't do it through college, did get caught up in credit cards in college. And more having that that vulnerability of let's be transparent about these conversations so that the same mistakes and stumbling blocks don't have to happen. But that in your partnership, you're also talking about like Omar is very good at making sure the necessary is there. And I'm the one he has to pull the reins on and say like, yes, we could want to do all these things. We could want to attend all the parties and be generous gift givers and you know, update things when things come up, you know, around the house or, or seasons change, but he's very realistic with let's make sure we're taking care of what we have to take care of and let's be forward thinking, but you have to have those conversations so that you can pass on something more secure in the finances to your kids as well. Yeah, I, I agree with that because I think uh, what we're trying to say, Torn Tribe, is that that what if of unemployment or financial instability is a normal parenting fear to have because, you know, you feel the weight of having to provide for someone else other than yourself when you end up having a family. And so I think it's a normal, healthy, responsible human being response to being a parent. Right. Like we want to make sure that our children are financially taken care of. And but I also at the same time don't want to just leave you with the fear and say, well, that's normal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sleep well at night. But there are ways there are strategies out there um, to help you alleviate that fear a little bit at a time. And I think communication is key, knowing your strengths, like even taking classes, um, to really understand your mindset with money, your mindset with financials, to then be able to equip yourself in the areas that you might challenge, you know, like Mimi was yeah. saying, like, oh, pulls you back. Mimi, you know, may help O be a little more spenderish and <laughs> and keep the balance. And it's the same with me and Steve. Like Steve is very financially savvy, knows where every penny goes. And I am an avoider. So I don't look at the bill. I don't look at anything. <laughs> and I just swipe and hope that it does not get denied. That That's my financial thermostat. But being married to Steve for 15 years, I've actually moved from being an avoider to looking more monthly, knowing that money is not my obsession and it's not my goal and it doesn't really fulfill me. But understanding that Knowing what we really have, I don't have to swipe with my eyes closed. I can actually be fully aware <laughs> of the impact of my purchase. Um, so there are I, strategies out there, Torn Tribe. I think there's also lots of buzz about investing in different things. And so not a guru in that area, but definitely if you're in that place where you're comfortable and you're thinking, that's I would recommend as well the workshops, conferences, 
getting informed if that's something that because we're I just think we're in a time where being savvy about what you're letting your money do for you is also something that can be productive for your family so definitely would recommend like talking to an advisor considering investment and if you think that's something you'd be interested in learning more about it we're not in a time where just your income is going to you know maybe be enough or you know when we think about what it will take to retire or educate your children the way you want to or you know pay off a home or have the stability you want in older years I just think those are some of the things you can think about as well yeah and along the same thread because these what-if scenarios I believe all breed or come stem from the fact that we just want to make sure our kids are taken care of and they're not left high and dry, right? Mm-hmm. So we talk about finances, but I think health has a huge part to play too. Like I know there are many things that I do now for my health proactively because I want to make sure I'm around for a, a pretty long longevity for my children. Definitely. I'm, I've become more of an advocate of the wellness visits and naming those things, um, you know, as someone who supervises other staff, suggesting it in family, but suggesting it at work as well, or naming like, it's that time of the year where I'm doing the eye checkup, the women's visits, the um, the dentist, all those things as normalizing the taking care of yourself and doing those things regularly and staying on top of those things is really important. Correct. Cause I don't know, for me before having kids, like going for my, like I used to get annoyed of getting those Mm -hmm. flyers in the mail Mm -hmm. um, about the annual visits. And then after I started my career And because it's in the health industry and I actually helped write a lot of those flyers, I used to only save them just because I knew how many hours a poor soul spent like arguing about a period or a comma. (laughs) So I used to keep them. But now it's like, oh, thank you for the reminder. I actually need to go and do that. So I actually this year or maybe it was last year. It's okay. (laughs) <laughs> I did my pre-screening. So I was like, oh, I'm not going to do that. I'm never going to get a mammogram. Like, I don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though I know it runs like his, like his, like the history of our family bids us well to go and get that exam done. But I'm like, I'm so young. I don't need to. But after having kids and having four, I'm like, oh, let me just go and do the pre-screening and take advantage of this experience um it wasn't as bad as i thought torn tribe so don't listen to other people when they tell de- you about de- these definitely definitely when they scare you with like how painful and comfortable like machines have come a long way technicians are super sensitive um i definitely i agree that it wasn't the horror stories i heard for years before i had to go yeah when you hear that someone else is going for any of these types of exams like don't offer up any horror stories. (laughs) (laughs) Refrain. (laughs) Hold hold back. But yes, sickness. And so, you know, we're in the midst of my husband being overseas and being in India during monsoon season. (laughs) So this thought often plays through my mind and I'll voice it here with you, Torn Tribe, and be vulnerable. But what if the unexpected happens? 
and I all of a sudden become, you know, the single parent due to like a crazy loss, something that we couldn't plan for. I think that's a legit fear. Oh, I'm always, I, I'm always having the thought and then thinking, God, don't punish me for being afraid and being like, I want to do it without O. <laughs> I what? I don't want to do it without O. I'm oh, you don't like, want to do it. Thank no, you for no, clarifying no. that. Because I was like, you want to do it without O? Come no, again. This no, is a no, fear. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have the thought. And then I'm thinking, am I psyching myself out? And then like bringing it, right? Like just the thought of it bringing it closer and I just have those I find myself in that cycle of like the fear but then like let me not think about it because I don't want to be punished with that situation happening but I'm always like no leave us healthy let us see all of them through all their shenanigans and do this together but it definitely that and that is only second I don't even know if it's seconded it's for like any of the diseases but when you think about your child having a terminal disease those are the cycles of where my thought go. You go, you get a test, you're waiting for a result. Like I, you know, I, it's heavy on my heart when I know a family member or an acquaintance, or I can put a face to a name of a child that has a terminal disease. Um, when you learn of friends that are not doing well, um, it's just very, very difficult to have it out of your control. And so trying to like band together, have a plan. I think when Athena and I first discussed this, it was like, oh yeah, definitely. But then it was the thought of like, so what are we going to tell the torn trap? Like, what do we want to tell them um, for those fears? Because again, we're not trying to like um, fear. It's not fear porn. We're not trying to sit here and suffer together. But what can we proactively do to address these the, the thought of this or the imagining of this? Yeah, and I just want you to know, torn tribe, like. These are all fears we all have, you know? I think kind of like what you were voicing meme, that fear of um, because of absence or because of terminal illness or because of death, becoming a single parent, like, oh my gosh, because I have the thought, now I'm going to get punished um, to go through it. I think those are all normal thought processes, but the way that I've been dealing with it and torn drive i just encourage you is one just praying like i've been having so many good conversations with god about my husband and what he means to me and what what god has showed me is that although it started the conversation started out in fear i always end in gratitude <laughs> I am always so thankful that God led me to someone that is my best counterpart um, and that he fills so many voids in this physical earth that other people don't, you know? So I think it's very human for us to find that person. We were made for relationship. We were made for connection. Um so voicing that, it, it, so God hasn't made me feel like he's going to punish me because I enjoy the gift that he gave me, <laughs> I guess is what I'm saying. So I would say when you're having these fears, one, recognize that there's other people out there having the same exact fear, name it, and then allow it to take you to wherever 
the journey of that emotion supposed to take you? Because if we continue to stifle our fear, I believe the opposite happens where we become very angry, bitter, controlling individuals because we're trying to stop that fear from occurring. Mm -hmm. And in this process of, you know, yesterday, I just spent all day praying for my husband because we were fishing by the riverside and just outside all day. And it just made me think of him because I knew he was hiking mountains in India. And I'm like, it's probably really rainy there. <laughs> probably not the safest time of the year to be hiking mountains, but uh, he's half a day ahead. So, <laughs> so I'll pray from back in time. <laughs> Please, Lord God, he was outside of time that you keep this man safe. And this is why, not because of just all the things he does for me, but who he is to my sons and all these things. So just led me to gratitude. And then the other thing I would encourage you, Torn Tribe, is rather than stewing in our fears alone, find out who are those people in your network that have lived out that fear. Because mm -hmm. um, we've had friends that have lost their children or have had children that suffered from like cancer and all these different diseases and have overcome and just hearing their testimonies, I believe there's a lot of life and a lot of joy that comes from other people's testimonies that helps subside our fear and actually moves you in the direction of growth and acceptance. Um, because I will say every single one of my friends that have gone through that situation, the common thread that they have is that whatever they were lacking before that situation happened was provided to them through that situation. And that's a beautiful thing because now they're like the most vibrant people I know. Um, and just with great perspective on life and this appreciation for life. So my encouragement toward tribe is get interested in other people's testimonies and that fear that you have that what if scenario and kind of live through them and recognize that your fear can turn you into being a grateful, filled with gratitude. And I wanted to take a moment and just give a shout out to Steve and Athena, because in this sense of illness, I think another transformational thing in our family is that when they started thinking long term and had their family, they got very health conscious and they're just very careful about what they put in their bodies and the kids' bodies and they share different systems. Like since the move, I've been doing our, our protein shakes that we've done before um, and it makes me feel good. It, it's one thing that I go back to that does like work and feels like it, it always gives what it promises. Um, but I learned um, from Steve and Athena just in the trying and exposing and the researching and seeing if we're balanced and we've done the hold this metal and figure out what your body is missing and they've done fresh water and um, we're all fans of Trader Joe's and this isn't an ad for Trader Joe's feel free to sponsor <laughs> us and um, 
but I think that awareness and when your circle kind of like has that awareness and thinks about those things and that's how you have traditions and pass things on. And, you know, we love our abuelas fried chuletas and we love <laughs> our traditional food and I'll take an empanada anytime, but there's definitely things that we have to like incorporate so that we can be more conscientious and more healthy and, you know, not assuage those fears by taking action. Right. Because we know that we, it's not going to happen by being ignorant or unconscious of what we're doing. Um, but I think you and Steve do that very well and, and model that for the kids really well. Um, and, and that's important. Thank you. Thank you, man. I, I'm just all sorts of red over here <laughs> and trying to hold back on uh, cracking a joke. <laughs> <laughs> No, but Twin Tribe, we are really happy to be able to discuss together the fears that have surfaced for us. And, you know, funny enough, we keep finding new topics. So, <laughs> so we don't even know how far beyond the fear we're going to get altogether. And now for our men's segment, where we share a highlight from the week. But Adina, you know what's mending you? Ah, uh, what's mending me? Let's see. Um, the weekend, the weekend with my mother-in-law, and I wouldn't even say it's because I hung out so much with her. It's because um, they gave me the space to breathe. Like they took the boys to the pool. They kept them entertained outside um doing different hiking things and fishing and walks and in the midst of that I was able to actually just be um while they went to the pool I stood inside and I was just able to read and actually for like an hour and a half just sit sit in silence with my girl Pearl in my lap um and Pearl's a Bichon, guys. <laughs> so just in case if you haven't heard my uh, my other love out there, Pearl the Bichon, um, she is just the calm. She's just so calm. Well, I don't think her family thinks she's calm, but to me, she is. She's my calm. Um, so I got to just be and just like let my mind roam for an hour and a half without hearing these beloved words that we love to hear repeated over and over again. Mom, 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 mom. Familiar with that? Um, so, so that, that, that mended me because, you know, we, we survived a week people without Stephen Ramsey in the house. So that, that's a huge win. And to get quiet in the midst of that was refreshing. How about you? That's great. That's great. Um, while I gripe about summer school, I have to say we have new staff and each year for my team, I have to present with, um, we're college and career and I do the career portion, but with the other college career, college readiness um, leads and presenter me. I think presenter me was my men's because I 
as funny as it is that for so many years as an educator, I can go on in front of kids without a problem. It is always a little stomach drops, butterflies when it's for adults. And I kind of honestly will, you know, share that in certain circles as I'm starting. It's like, you'll hear my voice quiver. Don't take it personally. I'm going to keep going, (laughs) you know. Um, But I felt very in my own skin and really proud to be presenting where my team is in this iteration of us. We have like 50% of the team is new. We're a small team, but still 50% of our team is new. And um, the highlights of what it's like to share that passion and purpose and plan with kids and what you get from your own reflections of your passion, your purpose and your plan and a really eager new staff who was like with me and sharing and excited to hear and you know kids quotes about what they've learned from the work and so at the end of it when I gripe about being there for summer school and when I get nervous about the presenting once that interaction happens it always leaves me with the results of that I'm really happy about the work I do and the effort it takes you know to deliver so that was my end. that's awesome but kids, seriously, this is no plug to do summer school. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. Leave me with the new staff so that there's only one thing on my calendar and not four different things on my calendar every day at the same time. <laughs> Best believe memes will find a different way to find a mend <laughs> without summer school. Yes. <laughs> But Torin Tribe, please stay connected. Meme, tell our folks how to not miss a beat. Yes, we are at Torin MLB. That's our handle on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And we would love to get an email from you. Please send us one to tornmlb at gmail.com. Thanks for joining. Choose grace. When you feel torn, choose Choose grace. grace.